Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 240 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. Okay, three, two, one, let's jam. <laughs> I don't know that one. That's the Cowboy Bebop intro. Oh, okay, nice, nice, One nice. of the best anime intros ever. Okay, I'm watching that now, and I I probably watch every third one all the way through just because I also love that intro. Yeah, I nothing sucker. nothing will beat. Uh, well, actually, one thing will beat the uh, the Tokyo Pop initial D one, where it's like those that oh, horrible yeah. rap initial yeah. drive initial <laughs> initial d it was terrible there, there's but, so many like, even even the old school dbz intros like they were all good like but what beats what what beats jason page you know what i mean like that's such an iconic song for pokemon that's it's just, sick it's just a rough i mean like it's just a tough challenge anybody's got to face to go up against that that wonderful song <laughs> so my daughter will not let me skip it when she wants to watch the anime she will not let that. me skip that she has to listen to the song and the poker rap, but you know, that's probably You're raising her right. That's probably more for me than her. <laughs> it's episode 240, everybody. We got a jam-packed show for you as it's our last episode before E3 kicks off. You might be listening to this as E3 is going on. If you want to hear our predictions for E3, well, that's our bonus episode that we dropped last week, along with episode 239. Thanks to everybody that downloaded it. It was our most downloaded episode in months. And it had the best first week of any episode in 2021 so far. So thank you to everybody who cares about gaming as much as we do. People just want it back. And just want to spread the love of E3. It's back. So thanks to everybody. And thanks to all the new listeners who probably typed in E3 into their podcast devices. And our title came up and you clicked on. So welcome to the family. We appreciate you listening to us. And thanks to everybody who found us from Colin Moriarty. Because guess what? He read my question on the air and used our podcast name. Hey, that was cool. Dreams do come true, my friend. That's that's pretty <laughs> sick. I one for one. I'm never gonna write in again because like I'll be disappointed now. Uh, but we got a big show for you tonight. That's not gonna focus on E3. Yeah, sure, we'll have some stories because one or two more companies announced their plans. But really, the E3 thing is gonna be next week, and we're actually gonna dedicate an entire bonus episode to that, just like we did last week. So instead of doing, we're basically gonna do a normal episode next week, but cut into two, like. It'll be a bonus episode, just gaming, and I would imagine that because we're going to be covering so much gaming there, that gaming won't make an appearance in the main episode, and so we just want to kind of break off and give you your E3. If you do care about it, there you go. If you don't, you don't got to you know listen to it. So that's kind of been our plan. We did it, and it worked very well for the predictions piece, so we'll do it for the recap next week, but this week... While gaming's going to lead off, it's because Summer Game Fest happened today, and we are recording on Thursday, Ju- uh, June 10th, and... It was a big show. It was over 90 minutes of games and it was long. It was long. It was definitely long. And so we're going to talk about that. Uh, but also, I mean, really, we're here for the lead story. We put a TV story at the top because we're here to talk spoiler free about our impressions of the Loki series that just started. And I am really excited to have this dialogue with you, Sam. We, we have barely talked about this. No, no, and we really have it because it's, it's it's been it's been teased for a while. You know, it was just like, all right, let's just see it, and then we could finally dive in, and, and we saved it for the pod. Yeah, we we decided to say. I mean, like we know each other how we felt overall, but we don't know specifics. So I'm really excited to have that dialogue. So we broke that off and put that as our first story tonight. It's going to be a standalone thing. We used to do this on the pod 
all the time. If there was a big thing, we'd put it up the top and then run with the rest. So we'll, we'll kind of go back for the old school listeners to that format, but not before our picks of the week, which will lead us off. Our trivia, it is six to six deadlocked and our race to 11 win by two. Like I said, we'll do Loki spoiler free impressions. Sam will then take over in gaming where we have the ratchet and clank rift apart review, a recap of that summer game fest event. Um, a really big naughty dog story, which I'm excited to talk about and Xbox dropping some pre E three nuggets. I'll take back over to talk movies where we got Cruella, quiet place, matrix Four, Rocky Four, the Munsters, uh, Kingpin. If you're a long time comedy fan, Kingpin is in the news in 2021. We'll uh, end it off with TV. We got an update for shadow and bone. Uh, we got an update for Cowboy Bebop and Sam's intro tonight, The Mandalorian, Letterkenny, Masters of the Universe, Revelation, uh, and then Sam's CGC, TCG before we get up on out of here. But let's start where we customarily do with our picks of the week. Pick of the week. Oh, I can't speak tonight. Pick of the week this week. It's a movie on HBO Max. Those who wish me dead. I don't know if you saw that yet. I did the Angelina Jolie fire movie. Yeah, and I I was I liked it because she wasn't in it as much as I thought she was going to be. It was it was more of like the, you know the entire cast of kind of like this is an all star cast for me. Nicholas Holt, Aiden Gillian, our boy from Game of Thrones, John Bernthal, Jake Weber. If you watch Homeland, he was like the crazy TV analyst in like the later seasons, and I I liked this way better than I thought. It's it's a father's boy, you know, um, he basically witnesses his father's murder and he's in the woods in Montana, runs and, into Angela. And, and mother, right? Does, no, does I think I get know, you, you, you find out later oh, in the right. movie that yeah, she yeah, had yeah, cancer. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, she runs into Angelique Jolie's character and obviously the assassins that kill the father after the son and... You know, that's the John Berthold plays an, an, a cop and he, he kind of gets drawn on that with them, too. And I don't know. I kind of it, it went by so fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, 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 I felt like I blinked and the movie was over, which to me, that, that's a great sign. I never looked at my phone once. Little finger. All- little finger is an assassin. Like that should be enough to draw you. Dude, he, he's great. And, and Nicholas Holt was good, too. Yeah. He plays Beast, you know, from the X-Men movies. And I, I thought I dude, I, I and even Tyler Perry has like a little a little piece over here. A little cameo. It's on HBO Max for a couple more days um, before yeah, it's going to And that's literally why I jumped on it, too. I was like, uh-oh, there's only a couple of – it's only on there for a month. Yeah. And uh, I – listen, I'm not, I'm not hearing anything about the tracking of the box office, so I imagine it was a flop at the theater. It means $17 I, million at the box office. Yeah, there you go. So it's not doing very well. It's it's probably got some HBO Max traction just because it's free, and it's kind of a, a lull right now. And for Angelina Jolie's like, you know, she's, a, she's still – it's her name. She has got yeah. a good pull. I didn't mind the movie. I thought it was, it was just fine. Dude, um, the, the kid, Finn Little, who plays Connor, I, I thought he was excellent. Yeah. Did, did, did watch you notice? This kid, you watch this kid growing up. You watch. This guy's going to – he's going to be – this kid's going to be a great actor. Did you notice something that drew me out of the movie from – from the jump, it got better to me as the talking about when she fell off the, or when she got. No, no, no. Just something like a nuance. It's the audio was really mixed terribly to begin hmm. the movie. Like when they're all sitting in the beginning, when they're sitting outside of that picnic or that rally on the truck, like eating lunch, it sounds like they're talking really far away from the microphone. Yeah, I would it. say the, the the opening was a little weird, huh? 
it, it just it was just weirdly. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm not saying that it, it's a perfect movie, but for an, an hour and a half movie, just, you know, did this I, I was just surprised because I thought it was going to be more Angelina Jolie, and it was more like you know the kid and, and the other cast, and I, it kind of drew me in a little bit. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't not recommend it. I would recommend it. I mean, like you said, it's kind of short. It's sweet. It it doesn't like yeah, overextend exactly. its runtime. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, so if you got HBO Max, I mean, I don't unless you're going to theaters, you know, for those who wish me dead. Uh, mine is a Netflix series. I'm only halfway through it, so I can't give full impressions, but it's called Sweet Tooth. We've talked about it on this show before when Sam watched a wild trailer that I bland- I forgot to watch. And I'm kind of glad I did because I went into this not really knowing a damn thing about it. I didn't even know it was post-apocalyptic until I went into the actual like Netflix episode one description. And I was like, oh, okay. I just thought it was a deer. And so there's actually like a reason and they go into it. Now I'm four episodes into it out of eight. So I'm exactly halfway okay, through. No spoilers, please, because I, I didn't dive in. I, I will not. I heard it does not stick the landing and that seems to be a problem. And I've heard the source material is a lot darker than the show decides to go. I personally, because I don't know the source material and I have nothing to compare it to. I am perfectly right now, four episodes in, completely okay with the direction they've decided to go with the tone of this series. I look at it as like there's one word that came to my mind as I'm watching it, and it's like whimsical. It's almost like magical watching this because it is this really cool post-apocalyptic world where you have half-human, half-animal hybrid children, and they all should be dead, and everybody wants to assassinate them. And if you can find one alive, it's worth more than, you know. Chelsea Clinton. Uh, I, I, <laughs> it's I, on my list. Like I, I definitely plan to watch it. Just like again, there's there's so much to watch. And it's a DC uh, property, I believe. It's uh, executive produced for Netflix by Robert Downey Jr. and his wife. So there's a solid team behind it. Uh, we've talked about the cast before on the show. You'll recognize some. Um, but they don't just tell the story of this kid. They tell the story of his dad for a little bit. They tell the story of a doctor. They tell the story of a psychiatrist and like, and by it's, it is really weird because it's about a virus. Like that's how the apocalypse comes. So I was like, it's, it's a weird way. <laughs> like it's a weird time for this, but I'm like, uh, you know, we got to do it eventually. You gotta, you gotta get you know, back to this thing of, you know, you think you hear virus now for the next decade and you're going to just think of one word that begins with a C. And so I was like, yeah, all right. Like it's definitely like one-to-one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be a lot of movies about that in the next 10 years for sure. And, and I just thought it was really magical, man. The, the effects are pretty good. And that's what got, I, heard. I really did hear the special effects were good. Yeah, I, I, it was different from the comics. It's, it's sad to see here that the ending didn't stick the landing, but you know, I, maybe that gives hope for season two. I'll wait and see. And because I have no book to compare it to, I have no source material. I have no nothing really for me. It just has to be good enough as a show. And I think like, that's the audience they want is those casuals like me. who have never, read the book the comics but like i i am really liking it so far i won't say it's like the show i think about all the time like it's a sin or ted lasso or like for all mankind it's not there for me yet granted i'm only halfway through but it does enough to like when i have that downtime okay do i want to go on youtube and watch a you know a mother three review for the 900th time or do i want to go and check out this new thing and then i've been going to this new thing and it does it's shot beautifully like the way they do the woods and they make it they make it just look really like i said magical and whimsical and i'm really into the world almost as much as i'm into the characters and gus the main character who is the half child half deer 
he's actually he's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. He's not a bad child actor. He's, he's pretty good. So uh, check it out. Sweet Tooth on Netflix for me. Those who wish me dead for HBO Max for Sam. Sam, let's do our trivia. I'm going to give you the question first this week. Um, and I want to when I'm done reading it, I want to double down on what I mean by it just so there's no confusion in the wording. <clears throat> what was Naughty Dog's first franchise to launch on PS2? And I don't mean game. I just mean the franchise. You just got to get, you know, if it's The Last of Us 2, I just want The Last of Us. It doesn't have to be the actual title of the game. Hmm. What was the first franchise on PS2 from Naughty Dog? I ha- Is that? I have an idea. Let me, let, me get, let me get the answer. Let me see if I'm in the ballpark. Is it Rings of Power? Is it Jack and Daxter? Is it Crash Bandicoot? Or is it Way of the Warrior? Let's go Crash Bandicoot. This is Jack and Daxter. Damn it. it was, I was back and forth. God damn it. I should have said Jax. Oh, I just went with Crash. That's my boy. That's why I put him in the answers. Yeah. Good question. You bastard. it. All right. Here we go. How old is game tester Alex when he moves into his grandmother's house? In the movie, Grandma's Boy. It's the only smoke weed comedy that I hate. I just <gasps> never liked it. Oh I know. My God. I yeah. know. Yeah. And here's yeah. and here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I haven't seen Grandma's Boy since I regularly hung out with Pinto. So oh it's been at God. least a decade. So I'm willing to watch it again now and just actually yes. I might I might when I'm done this. You need to. You're you need getting to. me into the thought of it. I have no idea, so I just need the answers. I, I apologize to our listeners for my 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 co-host's negligence. Okay, here we go. A30, <laughs> B35, C40, D45. Oh, geez. <laughs> well, there's no weird one. Uh, no, no. 30 is too young because I'm 30. 45 is too old because I've seen the movie. I know what he looks like. So I'm between 35 and 40. I'm going to say 35 because he doesn't look old. You bastard, it's 35. <laughs> there's my reasoning, baby. Dude. I'm, still, I'm still pissed that you don't you don't like it. You need to I, I didn't it. like it. How about this? I didn't like it the last time I saw it, and that was over a decade ago, and I'm not even joking. It's been forever. So maybe now I'll come to grips with the fact that it's just a really bad good movie. Or good Dude, bad that, movie. That's that it, it's it's a cult classic. Yeah. I think if you ask anyone, they're like, yeah, that, that's a good one. It, it's a shame that I I it didn't, it didn't get the love it's doing, but it, later in life, it, it, it got a second win. He, he like lives with his grandma, right? And she's yeah, like, he, he moves she the his woman? Grandma, yeah. Isn't she the woman from Wedding Crashers who's like, I'm too drunk to walk? No, no, no she, she's the woman from uh, uh, Ray, 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 uh, Ray Oh, Romano. Ray Romano. Okay. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. She recently passed, I think. Yeah, Not, a year or so. Yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, it's 6.5 for me, 6 for Sam in our race to 11. But you got to win by two, ladies and gentlemen. So we're just about halfway home. I'm sure it'll go on for another year and a half. <laughs> That's how these things happen. We're only on our sixth one, and we've been doing this for four years. <laughs> trivia, The trivia part, the pod no for five years. No surprise. So before we get into gaming, we're going to talk about Loki. We're going to talk about the spoiler-free. So again, this will be spoiler-free. You don't have to fast-forward nothing because you won't get plot points or anything like that. This is more going to be just overall impressions of what we think of the series so far. Then in a couple of weeks, we'll do a halfway point. Uh, spoiler-free impressions, and then when it's over, we're gonna uh, you know unzip the spoiler bag like we did for the other two series, and just dump all of our spoilerific thoughts 
uh, of the six episode Marvel series. But this is the third big Marvel series in the MCU phase four. It's the third one for Disney plus. Um, uh, what'd you think? I mean, no surprise. I, I, I thought it was fantastic. I'm, I'm not going to say, oh, like, oh my God, it, it blew me away. But I think it's probably on the same level, if not maybe a smidge better than what uh, Cap and Falcon. Maybe I like Cap and Falcon a smidge more, but a- again, H- we, we, Hiddleston's fantastic as Loki. That's no surprise to nobody. Yeah. Uh, to me, I, the sh- everything was like Owen Wilson. I was like, I, I thought he was fantastic. I, I he, he he was the one that was the factor. I was like, can I get over the fact that that's Owen Wilson? And and I and I did. And that the, the episode one, I, I'm on board. I'm ready for the next five. Inside baseball to everybody. Uh, you ever turn your neck like way too fast and you pull a muscle and you, you can't oh god move, yeah move your head for a few days. So that happened to me. Except it was going down steps and I was going down backwards with my daughter and I missed the step. So I like did it oh, to my no. neck, but I also did it to my shoulder. So like my whole left side of my body has like been just rough. I was getting all the icy hot in the world applied to me. I basically bathed in it for two days. <laughs> and my uh, in-laws, my my lovely my lovely in-laws, I love them so much. They have this really cool ice pack thing that you wrap around yourself like a scarf, and it like cools you down like crazy, and it works. But I've been using it, and it smells like pickles, like you wouldn't believe. And I can't uh. I can't get past it. I love pickles. But like how to bring us into that world huh? to, to constantly <laughs> smell pickles while you're trying to ice your wounds is not a world I wanted to be in. I just I just put it down because my I got pickles in my nose right now. And I just wanted to give everybody that extra special <laughs> glimpse into my life. Uh, I'm with you. I thought it was a good series. Now, I personally thought it's, you know, at least so far. I see. I like these slower burn stories without all the action in the world, because to me, it was like WandaVision sitcom. And then it kind of went actioning in the last episode. We don't know where Loki's going to go. I, I love how you went the first, and then yeah, the last episode. <laughs> and then, well, that my point is that carried over yeah. into the first episode of Falcon because that first scene in Falcon, heavy action, and then heavy action throughout all Falcon, and this is kind of that falling action again, and to start Loki of like, all right, we're coming back down off that high that was Falcon and Winter Soldier, which to me, looking back on it, I have no interest in what it was. Just a little bit of a disappointment to me. As you know, as time passes, and Wandavision still holds that test to me. So for me, Loki has a chance to be up there with Wandavision and kind of leave Cap and Falcon. I'm sorry, Falcon and Winter Soldier in third, and that is a shame because if you were to ask me, you know, before any of these released, what would you want to be the best? I would say Captain Winter or Falcon and Winter Soldier is not even close. So I liked it. Owen Wilson probably stole the show for me. Tom Hiddleston, like you yeah, said, was same. great. Yeah, um, like same. Uh, you know, that whoever plays that guard B15, I cannot remember her name. She, she was really cool. I liked her character. I like what they do with time. Her name is Wunmi Muskuyu. There, there you go. I'm sure that was dead on. (laughs) Um, I apologize. What, what, who else was in it? Tara Strong. She was the voice of Miss Miss Minutes. Minutes. Yep. Um, you know, it, what I think this was really from an episode, it was an establishing episode. I mean, yeah. it really set up the next five episodes and where you look at WandaVision, WandaVision was telling its story from the first, from the first second, you just didn't know it yet. Yeah. And it was sowing seeds that made sense later. Falcon hit you right over the face with the action and you get pretty early on the MacGuffin and like the thing they have to solve. 
Loki does a really slow burn in getting you to where it needs to be. But that ending scene, which go watch it for yourself, you know, I think that obviously sets that pace and that tone for what's next. I think we're going to find out who the big bad of the series is almost immediately in episode two. I don't think they're going to hold that very much longer. They only have six episodes here. So I think we're going to be okay there. Me, right, you and people I are already, yeah, people are already talk about who they think is the bad guy. I know I've already been talking to a few who I think it is. I'm not going to say it here. Just, you know, I want you guys to see the episodes, you know, no right, spoilers. And, and you and I agree on who that is. Yeah. So I, I'm good with all of that. Now, what I needed to do and what I did was the same thing I did for Wanda, same thing I did for Falcon. I watched it a second time. I, Went back, so I basically I watched it, and then I watched Charlie and Ryan's breakdowns of the Easter eggs, and then I watched it again to try and piece it all together. That's kind of been my nice, formula. Nice. That's a good point. And the second time I watched it, I was bored. And I it's the same timeline. I usually do it within the same 24 hours. Just That's so, not a good sign. But I was kind of really bored the second time. I think I know why. And here's and, and I think I got it. And I think it's a good sign for the rest of the franchise. I was a little bored because I was sick and tired of watching that scene from Endgame. That was probably the seventh or eighth time now. If you count the original Avengers when it actually happened, yeah, it was probably the ninth time I've seen that scene. And then when he's in a certain room with yeah, Owen so Wilson's it's like, it's character. Like, it's like the first time. Yeah, okay. I, I got you. I, I've got seen you. all that shit before. Yeah. Outside of those things, I, I, I enjoyed the rest. So... What what I think will happen is once we're now that we're past it and we've established who Loki is, why he is where he is, and the MacGuffin of the story, and we don't have to sit back and watch the Thanos stuff anymore or watch fucking replays of uh, of Ragnarok, old, fo- or old footage, old stuff. We're good. So I have a lot of faith in where this show's going. Although episode one was good, not great, because I think it had to establish. Yeah. I solid eight for me. Solid eight. Solid. That's what I think I'm at. Like that's seven to eight, but like a good seven. It's not like the mediocre sevens that a lot of people associate a seven with. I'm at a good solid seven. I can bump it to an eight. And I have a lot of hope for the future that this show is going to kind of do me right. I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. I mean, the one, the one thing I, I hear is like people are already saying like, ah, I wish it was longer. I wish it was longer. I was like, you know what? Honestly, I, I feel like when you get shows that have all them episodes, like, you know, sometimes it's just too much short and sweet six episodes they're gonna run 40 to 50 minutes we already know that's kind of their game plan i know moon knight's going to be doing the same thing and i'm sure other shows are going to follow suit and i i think that's a perfect season like to, to sell a story from beginning to end or you know get ready for the next season what it cannot do is filler because six episodes does just not allow you to have filler no so if they do filler that's the problem. Like then we'll be able to talk about how it missed the mark because you can't have a filler episode in a six episode series. I I don't think there necessarily will be Falcon. Didn't have much filler. I just didn't think it was very engaging. Like the, just the overall story. I wouldn't call it filler. I would just say a story that missed the mark for me. WandaVision. I don't think it was filler because again, it was telling you a story. Uh, You didn't even know you needed to know. I'll agree agree to disagree. When you look, yeah, let's, let's just keep moving forward on that. We don't got to talk about the 100th time. But Loki, I got faith in where it's going to go. I like the characters. I love the world. I love the 80s aesthetic. They kind of, or maybe even 70s-ish they go for when he gets to where he's going. Yeah. Um, that was really neat because I'm a big what, fan of the past. One thing I read, uh, Hiddleston showed uh, Owen Wilson some clips from the MC films just to kind of like speed him up on what happened and what was to come just so he understood. And I, honestly, I feel like that came through on his performance. Yeah. You know, I will say this. The one thing. Where I'm 
you know, I, I already said about some footage that's repeated. That's not even spoilers. Like you expect that the one thing I am like a little, mm, I won't say down about on this series is just like, it, are you getting fatigued? I've been fatigued and this is kind of nice. Cause this isn't like a superhero show. This is actually kind of about like an antihero is, is it going to be earned? Because we know Loki in the main timeline. He's established. It, is, this is but he's be dead. Made. But he's dead. This is a variant of Loki. So it doesn't like, matter. People are watching the show. But that's not my point. For me, as a as a big Marvel guy, you as a big Marvel guy, we know the story. Are we watching something that might ultimately not have purpose? I don't think so. I think they'll find a way. But at the end of the day, this is 2012 Loki. This is not the real Loki. He is dead. So yeah. like, what is going to happen in this show that's really going to be okay. of consequence to the rest. Okay, also, it. a second season is in development. So, you know, think about that. Like, it's it's definitely, and here, I definitely heard Kevin Feige in interviews state that, you know, Loki is going to be a, a big proponent of setting up kind of the phase four, and which is probably going to set up the, it, it basically already did set up the multiverse of Marvel. Yeah. And, I, you know, you know me. And this is where I'll end. This will be my last piece on this whole show is well for now. It you know me in time travel. I don't get it doesn't get along well with me. I don't like it. Sometimes it's way too convenient and they just make up rules. That's a part of the reason I didn't like Endgame. And it was yeah, the one same. it was the one part of God of War when he's going from realm to realm. Yeah. That's like, the one thing you, I, I, that's probably the the only reason why it wasn't your game of the year. Exactly. You are one thousand, you nailed it. And so when you have a story that literally revolves around time, which this series does, you gotta do a good job. And there's a device that they have in this show that can take you basically from one place to another very quickly. When I saw that, I was like, I'm in. I understand. First of all, it's funny. Second of all, they do something to make it a reality that doesn't just happen to anybody. And you've got me. If they tell me a time story that isn't just making up rules on the fly, I will be a part of this show. Time travel and I, we don't like each other. It's just the thing we have together. It's okay. We'll get past it. We'll get past it. We're, We're seeing a therapist, but if they do it well and don't just bullshit me for six episodes, I'm in. And I have yeah. faith that they will. Yeah, they're not going to let us down. It's it, not like, again, we said before, Tom Hiddleston, he, he, he's made for Loki. He, he's fantastic. And, you know, give Owen Wilson a chance. I, I promise you, he, he, he's going to surprise you. He, he was actually really good. He's one of the reasons I, I probably liked it as, as much as I did. Give it a shot. Six episodes, Disney+. Plus. It's, it's really, it's a, it's a good ride. You, I don't. I can't picture anybody else ever playing Loki besides Tom Hiddleston. He's just he's so made perfect for that role. Well, get ready. And now we have Owen Wilson in the MCU, which is just a cool thing to say. Who would have thought? Think that, I just think thought? it's neat. Now we just need Vince Vaughn in the MCU, and we're gonna have a good old no, fashioned no, no, Guardians no, no, of the Galaxy I, wedding I, crash, I baby. I, I can't have both. I can't have both in there. Just one. Let me take it over in gaming. <laughs> I hope everybody enjoyed that pregnant pause. Oh, he said I'm keeping it. Dude, I was taking a sip of a drink. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, shit. We're starting with gaming. But we're starting off with a big one, a game that I know you and many people have been waiting for. We got the review for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. And Chris Shriver got his early. So lucky devil. Um, From Amazon? That bastard. I, I, lucky devil. I will say this. It's finally a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Like, like a reason to own the console <laughs> besides Returnal and Demon Souls, 
it is the only one. There's only three, and there's no other ones announced. And, uh, you know, hate to spoil it, there weren't any at, well, there kind of was, at yeah, Summer yeah, Games yeah, Fest. Yeah. So, like, there's still <laughs> yeah, there was one big one. Kind of. There's st- but that's that's not just PlayStation Five. That's coming that's coming to the old console too. It's coming to four. So it's like, Jesus, gosh, can we just like same get stuff said, to play? Sa- same thing I said last time. They're gonna be greedy. PS4. There's millions. They're gonna be greedy. And but so, but so we finally have something to play here. PS5 exclusive Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Here's what IGN had to say: Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is a stunner. It not only gives the latest generation of consoles a game that looks as beautiful as the improved tech promised but also it's a fantastic experience to play. Insomniac has been around the Ratchet and Clank block plenty of times before, but Rivet and other new characters add so much charm, wit, and heart to a franchise I've loved for most of my life. That coupled with the series' best action, platforming, gameplay, and incredible art and sound design across the board. Rift Apart may not be the biggest adventure around, off note, about 15 hours, but it is... Uh, I'm sorry, but it's big heart, wild weapons, and incredible detail easily make it one of the most memorable games of the year so far. I believe I saw it. I think it was a nine. It is a nine. Dude, that, that's all I needed to do. That that sounds like the perfect game. 15 hours, short and yes. sweet. It, it, yes. it, the gameplay looks gorgeous. Yes, I got through. I went back recently to kind of get myself ready for a Rift Apart to play the original, well, not the original, the 2016 PS4 remake of the original, just to kind of get myself into that world. I've never been a huge Ratchet and Clank fan, but I wanted to play this game to kind of get myself. And it's wacky, one uh, funny, like wild, whimsic. I loved it, man. It was so good. And it clocked me in around 13. And I was perfectly happy with that. I got it for free. It's on PlayStation Plus Collection. So uh, I played it when it first came out. I bought it, but then I traded it in because I wasn't into it. Now I got into it, and I'm totally into this world, totally into the characters, want to play Rift Apart. I will not spend $70. I am not desperate to play it. I'll wait till Black Friday like we did last year with Ghost of Tsushima, and I'll beat the hell out of it at that point. Um, and for 15 hours, 70 bucks, you know, you could spend $70 a worse way, but I'm just not desperate to play it. But I'm sure when I do, it's going to blow my mind. Oh my god! That's what I was. I don't. I don't blame me because again, when you think about it, it's really going to be eighty with tax because it, it's seventy. You know, but I, I, I'd probably do the same thing for you because I know what's on your plate and I already know that you have probably ten to twenty games on your backlog. So it's like just take one of those and you'll you'll be okay for a little bit. What if I started a church out of my basement so I could be tax exempt? <laughs> I've like he watched Family Guy, so he, he could probably do it. Yeah, we pray to Phil Spencer. That's who, and oh, and, and, and and Miyamoto. That's that's yeah. Me, I was gonna say that's your guy. Definitely, there's a little statue like, "Hey Arnold, he's in your closet." It <laughs> made out of gum, just like <laughs> oh yeah, she made it out of fucking everything. Yeah, gum and funny. and hair samples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that could get me tax exempt. So let's you know, let's not. You know. Just do your research, my friend. That's right. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rift Apart, I will eventually play it and I'll give my impressions when I do. I just wouldn't expect it until it's on sale for 30 or 40 bucks yeah. for me to want to jump in. Yeah. Well, we watched it a few hours ago. Let's talk about it. What do we think of the Summer Games Fest recap? I took notes for every single announcement as I'm going to do for E3 because I'm an obsessive you always, you always do that. And I can't help myself. I have pages and pages of notes, and I'm not going to bore you all with every single announcement. So this is what we're going to do instead. 
We're going to do our top three of this tonight, and we're going to give our top three announcements from the kickoff. It was just over 90 minutes. The VOD is available all over YouTube, Game Awards channel, IGN, GameSpot. You can go watch it anywhere you want. If you don't want to watch the 90 minutes, just go to our story if you're listening to this within 24 hours of the pod being released. If you go to our Instagram story, uh, I'm actually going to post our notes there that I took. Um, just a screenshot on my phone. So you can get at least the announcements. And sometimes I'll put a thing like a thought in there of what I liked about it. This time I, I kind of didn't. But instead of going announcement by announcement, like we're inevitably going to do next week for E3, because I'm not going to lie, th- this was kind of just meh. Uh, it, it I, was, it, I was, I was whelmed. Yeah, exactly. As, that's as kind of been say. the that's kind of been the theme over these big events for the last year is we've just been whelmed. And so we're not going to go announcement by announcement. So go to our Instagram story. I'll save the story when it's done in our little highlights underneath the like right on top of all of our posts on our main profile. So you can check it out in perpetuity as a story. So go check it out there if you'd like, no problem. Um, but instead of doing that, we're just going to talk about our top three announcements from this Summer Game Fest recap, it had Weezer, it had Ryan Reynolds, it had Giancarlo Esposito, and it had over 30 games. So you'd think it was amazing, but like Sam mentioned, it was whelming, okay. just yeah. fine. Oh, okay, so caveat to the three, like I told you before. Do you want me to give you three games, or? I don't give a shit. If it made an appearance, you can talk about it. You can talk about Giancarlo Esposito's awesome interview. Like that could be okay, a one okay. of your things. Okay. I left that off. He, he's my boy. I'm 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 watching Breaking Bad right now, so he, I I had to leave him off because he'd automatically be would be number one because he's fantastic, and I love that he picked uh, Star Wars guy to kill everybody because he's <laughs> yeah Moff Gideon. That's cool. Yeah, so I, I I'll, I'll leave him out. So okay, so I'll just go with with games then. Okay. No, you know what? I, I won't screw it because the other game, who gives a shit? But <laughs> my number my number three, you only see it for a couple seconds. Gungrave Core. They only show you a few characters, and I never played the the Gungrave one that came out for the I, I believe it's PS4 for the VR. Obviously, I don't have a VR, mm-hmm. but I I freaking love the anime. I, I think it's fantastic. So if they can actually make, I it knew awesome, I heard that somewhere. The anime, I remember that being an anime. Yeah, from you. Yeah, it, it was twenty six episodes. It, it was fantastic. I still own it. And if, if they can make an awesome game, because I remember there was the PS2 game that was pretty fun. So if they can make this new one pretty good, okay. You, you have my attention for just... I mean, if you didn't know what Gungrave, you you missed it. Because I don't yeah. even think they say it. Yeah. No, I think they just show a logo as a part of a new publisher. Uh, they Show showed you they showed you one character a bit. So yeah. if you know the anime, you you might have picked up. But if I honestly, at everything else, bro, I was like, man, that that that, that was cool. So just such a small little part. Hot, hot to you, like hat tip and thumbs up to you for paying attention that closely to pick on that. Like... Yeah, me. I'm fucking was, fast forwarding. Like, if I don't care, I watched it live, so I couldn't fast forward. But like, yeah, because I, I was a little bit late, so like, I missed the musical performances. You didn't um, miss nothing. <laughs> but you know, when I, I think when they threw this, it was like a quick two minutes just collage of, of like 13 games that's coming, and it just happened to be there. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay, I'll keep my eye on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, 12 games from a publisher. Then they announced the 13th, the Painkiller franchise, coming to a new publisher. I can't How remember. About Prime Gaming, huh? Yeah, they finally made like an appearance. I literally wrote that down. I was like, ask Greg about Prime Gaming. This has been, I mean, Prime Gaming has been around for a while as like a service. You get cool in-game stuff. They give away free games sometimes. It's attached for Prime members. I was like, huh, I'll have to look into this. It's attached to Twitch. So like you can do all this. 
but they've never made a game before. Amazon Game Studios has never made a game. They finally unveiled some stuff for for uh, Low Stark, I believe it was called, or so I can't remember what it was. So it was like it was Lost Ark. Yeah, Lost Ark. Yeah, Lost Ark. That's it, Lost Ark. Yep, Lost and Ark. Uh, I said Low Stark. Same letters, different enunciation. Uh, it's an yeah, MMORPG. That was the RPG. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, from Amazon, coming this fall. Not on my list, but it's cool that they finally are getting their their feet under themselves. I mean, when you is- have limited money, I it only matter of yeah. time till you Would- produce a game. I thought this conference got off to an amazing start. The first three and anou- first four announcements, actually five, if you want to count Lost Ark, just from a it's cool perspective, all had my attention. But my number three goes to the second thing that was announced. Hey, Jeff Keighley says, uh, here's a new way to look at an old franchise. And I was like, oh, my God, what could it be? And when I saw freaking the art style, I knew right away that it was Metal Slug. And I love when I say I love, I mean, I love Metal Slug. I bought all of them on the Switch when they're, I mean, they're old school Neo Geo games from the early 90s. I bought all four of them that are available on the Switch. Seven bucks a pop. See you later. Awesome games. Run and gun, just as good as Contra. Like, I love them. They're so good. Bullet hell, running guns. And they're doing a Mario plus Rabbids XCOM style tactical strategy game, which in, if you asked me four or five years ago if that was my jam, I'd say I fucking hate it. But when Mario and Rabbids did it, it was a nice way for me to get into that style because it was characters and sh- and fun guns and shit that I cared about. And I realized, oh my god, I'm good at and I really like this style. It makes you really think, kind of immerses you into the game. So for me to get Metal Slug, which hasn't been around forever, uh, mixed with this style, tactical, uh, RPG type deal, I was totally in on it. I thought I only saw it was coming to PC and not console. Maybe it'll come to to console eventually. The problem is Metal Slug is owned by SNK. And me personally, in my morals, SNK at this time is not really a company or that I really want to be like supporting based on yeah. some of their some of their stuff uh, ancillary outside of the game stuff. So it was an awesome reveal. I love when you take an old franchise and give it like this coat of paint or this new genre almost that you just never expected and it makes it relevant again that's so fun and so cool to me metal slug tactics be on the lookout for that one love that my number two dude i went with free guy ryan reynolds is, is funny as shit when he said man this movie is so long i i forget who's even in it yeah L- literally I, I i cracked up so to see reynolds uh uh taika watiti he's acting in it this is directed by sean levy He's actually directed freaking Mad Films. Didn't even know this is produced by Greg Berlanti. That guy must be the busiest guy in Hollywood because he freaking writes and produces every damn DC show on the CW. And, you know, this movie's been pushed back, what, three, four times because of COVID? Yep. So it comes out, what, I think it was December? Yeah, um, August, something like that. I'll, I'll take a look while you're talking. Yeah, I, I thought it was December. It could be August. It's, it's, it's been a minute. But I, I think it looks hilarious. It The... The special effects looks great. And, you know, it's Ryan Reynolds. Like, I know what I'm kind of in for. I'm sure it's going to have some good cameos. I, I believe, well, Alex Trebek, you know, rest in peace. You know, he's going to have a, a little part in here. But, you know, I, I may go to the theaters to see this. August 13th. Okay, August 13th. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's it's about a basically like a guy who's a bank teller and he ends up in a, in a video game as an NPC. It's yeah, when, when, cool. when she gives him, the lady comes, gives him glasses and he kind of sees the video game. And yeah, it, it, it looks fun, man. It looked fun. The problem with that is they dropped that same trailer at three o'clock in the morning on Twitter for no reason. So I saw it when I woke I did, up. I didn't even say it. Yeah, I saw it when I woke up. I said, who 
would release a trailer. And you know what the funniest thing in the world? I got to read this tweet because my buddy replied to me at five o'clock in the morning. He was awake too. And he said, well, maybe it was three o'clock in the morning here. And he said, well, maybe for midnight on the West coast. And so I replied back. I said, okay, then I'll rephrase my question. Who releases a trailer at midnight? It still doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know. Like, no matter, yeah, no matter no, how you look at it. No matter how you look at it. And so this dude, MJL62 on Twitter, lucky guy, he replies to both of us. I don't know who this guy is. He says, first thing people see when they wake up, you don't want to, uh, you don't drop it. I'm sorry. You don't drop it to get the most eyeballs at the moment it releases. All the Marvel shows drop their shows at midnight Pacific time too. I'm all in. On, I'm. Oh, by the way, I'm in this movie. Oh my! <laughs> so I, so I looked at him, and he's an actor. Oh my <laughs> god, that's hilarious. He's an actor with like 3,200 followers. So I was like, all right, he's not a bot. He's I, know, a real- I, I love that. I love that he actually commented. I'm sure he's in it, but it still doesn't make it make sense to me. Like first thing it, they see when they like, wake no, up, no matter what you say, uh, then drop it. At, then drop it at six o'clock Eastern, three o'clock Pacific. And that way you're getting both markets when they're waking up. It doesn't make sense to drop it at 3 a.m. Pac- or Eastern for no reason, but funny, just a s- small anecdote. I thought it looked pretty good. I thought it looked better now than it did the first time I no, saw see, it. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I was surprised. I, I wanted to see it before, but I was like, wow. Okay. They, they got yeah. my, I actually made this maybe the first movie that, that I go back to theaters with since Sonic. No, we have that as a part of our movie stores. We'll probably just skip it now. I mean, it's a movie. Go watch it to watch trail trailers on our social media, Facebook. So if you have a Facebook, please like us there and you can watch the trailer for yourself. Uh, the only part about that movie I don't want any part of is when they cut to those streamers who are going to be irrelevant in five years. And they, it doesn't, I can't stand when movies date themselves by putting in hot things now that won't be relevant later. And so you put like Ninja and other streamers. Well, that, I, I think like Ninja will always be popular, like no matter what. Yeah. Okay. For a couple more years. I mean, po- Pokemon, will... she's pretty big. Yeah, she's pretty big for now. Like it's, it's the same thing that like Ralph breaks the internet did. It put all these dated references in there that two years later are irrelevant. I watched. I I know it because I watched the movie with my child. I mean, isn't that Space Jam two? Well, Space Jam two looks like the worst movie ever fucking created, not doesn't. And and they released a second trailer, which I we'll and, talk. And, we'll and, talk. It's in the movies. It's in the movies. We'll talk. Right. Is it in the movies? Did I leave it off the movie section? Yeah, Hold on. Did. I did. think I might have. So yeah, let's real quick, real quick. It's on our socials. It's it's. It, 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 I'm gonna be honest. It, it, it missed for me. It, it's it, so it, bad. The, the first one, the first one, I thought stunk. The second one, I, I they, they tried to improve. It, it honestly, it was a little bit better than the first trailer, but it's still, it's it's still missed for me. And I, 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 hey, I'm sure it's gonna make money. The kids will go see it, but I will just politely decline. I, I have to watch it because I have to see the badness up front, but. I will say to you, like you said, the first one, this is better than the first one. And we mean the trailer, not the movie. Yeah. Um, I actually thought. Michael Jordan's the goat. Yes. I actually thought. I'm not a Braun guy either. I don't like LeBron. uh, That some of the Looney Tunes looked good in CGI. I thought Donald Duck looked really good. I thought, he, dude, I was good. He looked the best. He looked Donald so Duck good looked the best. in CG. Yeah. I thought some of them, like the ones with like fur, didn't look great because they tried to make it. Babs looks look horrible. Fur. Babs looks bad. Bun- Bunny or but I'm sorry. Wow, Bugs looks okay, but his voice actor's pretty bad. But like Donald Duck looks really good. Yosemite Sam looks good. So I would say some of the CG on the Looney Tunes, I keep wanting to say Muppets, is actually pretty decent. Other than that, it looks like a pile of hot trash. But let's get on to my number two 
for this presentation. My number two is Elden Ring. We finally won. Jesus Christ. Finally, Elden Ring has come back to pop culture. Uh, people have been waiting for this since they announced it on Microsoft. We stage got this before ago. the book. <laughs> Come on, George. Uh, George Come is just on. giving ideas for this from software is going to be making Taking it under time Bandai Namco. away from this man's schedule. Just finish the book. Bandai Namco and, and all that good stuff. And and I thought it looked decent. It's another high fantasy thing. It's another from game, like a Dark Souls, a Demon Souls, a Bloodborne. So if you're into those type types of games, you're going to be into this. But the aesthetic for this one, it kind of blew me away with the character design and the enemy Same. design and the boss designs. Uh, the the world itself looked oh beautiful, um, and this, I think real quick, let me just finish one sentence. I think for the first time in a long time, a game that has been cooking for years and has been waited and waited and mm-hmm. waited to be unveiled finally delivered to where oh, I think, e- way. and I think even the people that were like total fanboys that find the nitpicks, I think even they were satisfied. Is it going to hit for everybody? No, but I think that if you waited a few years for this, I think it delivered for you today. And I'm glad that everybody out there who wanted this game finally got it re-unveiled. It's been a long time coming. January 2022. It's right around the corner. People think it's going to be delayed. I don't disagree, but they gave it a very specific date, which is cool. Sam, what did you think of Elden Ring? Well, first off, you're absolutely right. Like I know uh, guys like Brian Altano and Corey Barlog, they both saw the trailer. They were blown away. Like after years of waiting, it was good. Like it, it, it followed through and actually, like you said, it delivered. And I like you, I don't usually play these kind of fantasy games, but this trailer like really like well, it, 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 I, I, it kind of blew me away. I was not expecting that. I, you know, again, we didn't who knows when the hell was even if it was even going to come out and Right now, I, I I think I texted you prior, and I was like, "Yo, this could be like my start of gaming in 2022." Like, I ain't gonna lie, 2021, I I barely even had a paddle in my hands to be honest. But this is, I feel like something that deserves to be played and seen on the PS5. Uh, January 21st for this game. Um, let me just check one quick thing. Okay, I was gonna say. I thought it was the same day as Pokemon Legends Arceus. That's a week later, January 28th. So they will not come out on the same day, it's which would have expensive two weeks for you. huh? It's going to, it's going to be a rough. Well, no, I'm, I'm probably going to pass on Elden ring. Um, I just want least, to slay the dragon. That's least, what I want to do. At least at the inevitable $70 PS five version. I might again, wait for a little bit because oh, $20, if I, because if I'm going to start Elden Ring on the 21st and then completely abandon it on the 28th because I'm going to dive into Legends, you know I'm going to play 150 hours of Legends or whatever. So Easy. like that's the under. So why would I invest in Elden Ring now when I have another game that's going to take up all my time? I'll wait till Good Elden point. Ring goes on sale once I'm done with Legends Arceus. And, and still, even Br- Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl in November, I'm still going to be playing that too. So we got plenty of time for Elden Ring. Uh, maybe I'll pick it up eventually. We still got to see how it reviews. Today was a very CG heavy trailer. It was not gameplay. So we still got to see like how it actually is going to play with a controller in your hand. The story, George R. R. Martin, again, has a lot of influence on it. But I think for those, again, who waited the two or three years since this was first announced, I think it hit. And if, and again, to your point, going on Twitter, looking at the big names of the people that I cared about and their opinion, I saw one negative comment and it wasn't even negative. It was, it looked a little boring. 
That's it. And if that's the worst case scenario for this, that's a hell of a place to be. And I'm glad for Keeley to be able to nail this one down to get this. Cause this is an E3 level thing that he got at summer game fest. So fucking shout out to Jeff Keeley for working his tail off to get this. You're out of prison, brother. I love it. Uh, it's my number two. You said it was your number one. Yes, sir. Yeah, that that's great for Elden Ring. I'm really proud. And and so go check that trailer out too. It's on our Facebook. Not many things got put on our Facebook from this event. That was one of them. It was one of I think maybe just one or two uh, that hit the Facebook page. So you know it must be good. Uh, my number one was the first game announced, and I think you probably saw this one yeah. a mile and a half away. It doesn't take much to excite me, uh, especially when we're talking Borderlands. And when you talk about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which was unfortunately leaked beforehand, and I knew it was coming, so it was not a surprise. Surprised to see it at this. I thought we were going to see it somewhere else. But uh, now I know what it is. You got a star-studded cast for this Borderlands spinoff. Not technically a Borderlands game, although it's the same art style. I'm sure it's close is this enough. Is going to be a full game or just going to be like a... It looks like a full brand new spinoff game. That's what Ashley Birch, the uh, voice of Tiny Tina, was alluding to in her interview. Andy Samberg, Wanda Sykes, Will Arnett, Ashley Birch, the Borderlands writing team. So you know it's going to be absolutely hilarious. Early 2022. So another game coming out around Elden Ring and around Legends Arceus that's going to take up my time. And I'd imagine Breath of the Wild 2 will be in there in that March time frame. So this early 22 window is becoming jam-packed with goodness. It's going to be a very difficult year for me next year for Game of the Year. A high fantasy take on Borderlands, but not connected to the main series, where Tiny Tina is the dungeon master controlling your game, and she can put shit wherever she wants at any time. It's a real spinoff of the Borderlands 2 DLC. I can't remember what it's called, but this game does everything for me. You know I love getting that Borderlands itch scratch, one of my favorite franchises in the history of gaming. Give me all the spinoffs. Tiny Tina is the best character in the games. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Check that out if you've ever cared about a Borderlands game. Next up, we have Battlefield 2042 has finally been unveiled. Yeah, that's the name of the new Battlefield game. Uh, it was already hinted that it was going to be in the future. I know, you know some people may be pissed about that, but it is what it is. I'm more pissed that it's going to show up. Again, and by the way, again, just another reminder, go check our Instagram story. You can see all the rest of the announcements and stuff from Summer Game Fest. But Battlefield was not a part of that. This was its own reveal on June 9th, so it did its own thing. It just kind of dropped a five-minute thing on Twitter, like, here you go. Um, the name's stupid. The aesthetic's stupid. I've, I've never oh, been okay. a giant Battlefield it, it, fan. It, 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 this definitely isn't your type of game. I, it, oh God, How do I say this? I'm mad. I'm happy for the people that are hyped. I'm happy for the people that wanted an alternative to Call of Duty because Battlefield's back and it's it's the main competitor to Call of it's Duty. Like the competitor for in a military shooter, yeah. And I love that it's going to do 120 versus 120 multiplayer. That's massive. Yeah, 200. And- that's massive, and that's on the new gen consoles. It's only going to be 60 versus 60 on the old gen, which is at mm-hmm. least cool. At least it does give you a reason to buy the newer version. True. No, you're you're not wrong. And, and like, hey, I've been watching Doc, you know, Doctor Disrespect, and you see and you watch so many hackers that are actually on Warzone. Yeah, don't get me wrong; some are getting banned, whatever. But it definitely takes the experience just to get a different game 
they finally hear like hear other people call for battle finally get the gameplay and i was actually i was surprised i was like wow this game actually looks a lot better a little bit different than than warzone and i can definitely see this kind of doing well and you know kind of knocking on the doorstep of warzone because obviously that's that's the number one right now uh you know it's i don't think it's going to touch the sales of call of duty but i think Doubtful. it's going to i think it's going to be like the you know the the trendy cooler thing you know kind of like apex legends is to fortnite it might not be as big as fortnite but everybody who's cool they like apex fortnite's for kids now you know it's, yeah it's kind of yeah. like that thing and, and it's just it's just something new it gives gamers you know youtube streamers just something new to play something new to get into rather than playing warzone for the you know 10 million times well, they're, they're adding in like weather stuff you saw a big tornado in the trailer so you got to figure how that's gonna fit in here like you're flying in a tornado yeah so but here's the thing i thought there's one piece that looked cool which was when they were in like the ice tanks on like the sheet of ice. That was cool. The biggest problem I have with this title is, well, two of them. One, 42. <laughs> so we know the time period, right? Yeah. Uh, shit ain't going to look like that in 20 years. Okay, people? Like they could have gone for 22, 24, and it would have been more realistic. But number one, it's multiplayer only. They're not even doing a single player campaign. So you're spending your 60 or $70 on a multiplayer experience only, which isn't immediately disqualifies it for me. I'm just not. Yeah. into multiplayer like that but the second piece uh of this that i'm just super disappointed in, and i'm hyped for the people that that want more but they've already confirmed to get a deep dive of gameplay on sunday during xbox and bethesda's game showcase which to me sucks because now i know i already only have 90 minutes and five to seven maybe even eight of that which is a big chunk is going to be dedicated to a game I just don't care about. And it just gets me a little disappointed for when that comes on, you know, I'll go get some ice cream or, you know, just cry into a tissue. I but just, I mean, dude, that, that's every goddamn director. There's always the one, two, three games that you could like, okay, and you go, exactly. Go grab a snack. Exactly. So now I got four or five instead of three or four. Oh, I well, add another just, one that I'm used already out on. I figured this could be perfect for you. This could the, be right up your alley. The problem is if, if this game is big enough to announce it on its own, this game is big enough to wait till after E3 and drop its gameplay demo on its own. And people would still be just as hyped. You don't got to take Microsoft stage on this understanding how, how many eyes are going to be on that. They just, they just needed some time taken. Uh, just no, fuck that. I don't believe that for a sec. I think Microsoft, I think Microsoft went to them and said, yo, let's get this on our stage because it's going to bring eyeballs and we need people with eyeballs. There's also rumors of it coming to game pass, which would just break everything in the internet. My whole mind would just fuck off. Like, the things that Microsoft could potentially add to Game Pass is just wild enough of a concept. And you want to add Battlefield? Oh, my God. That would just destroy worlds. I don't know. Who's, well, I mean, we'll wait till Sunday. By the time you hear us again, you'll know the answer to that question. Maybe not. Maybe they're going to hold off the Game Pass thing. But I'm just like, damn it. And now I got 84 <laughs> minutes to look forward to instead of 90. But it's a small grape nonetheless. Yeah, there's bigger problems. Capcom has announced its E3 plans for 2021. They will do a showcase on June 14th, which I believe is Monday, um, at 2.30 p.m. Pacific, 5.30 p.m., right in front of dinner, right during dinner. That's perfect. Uh, on, the East, on the East Coast. So me and Helena will watch it. Uh, they already actually said the games that will be there. I don't know if there's going to be any surprises or anything like that. There be a damn surprise. 
I don't know. They might do that during other conferences, like the director or. I don't know, but this is like this is their block. I don't know. I feel like they need to have a little teaser for something. Give give me a uh, give me a little nugget. So, Great Ace Attorney Chronicles will be there. Monster Hunter Stories Two will be there. Monster Hunter Rise will be there. And then the thing I said to you, Resident Evil Village will be there. That game mm-hmm. just dropped on five seven, so it's yeah. only a month old. There, there's my bathroom break. My potential prediction of DLC might come true. They might talk about Reverse and that because it's supposed to come with Village. That might be that. They might just do an overview of sales numbers and say, "Hey, thank you to all of our players." They might do a Mercenaries update and add things to that. So it might be completely underwhelming, but. The way the game ends, it is ripe for DLC. I said that in my impressions. And the way DLC is made nowadays, it's made alongside the main game because they don't want to sell you the whole thing for 60. They want to milk that fucking cow. So I just wouldn't be shocked if we get the first teaser of the story DLC coming to Village. We know it's coming. Seven got two or three pieces of story DLC. So I wouldn't be shocked if, if one of my predictions is already about to come true. But if you're a Capcom fan like me, now you know when to check out Capcom's E3 showcase. Naughty Dog is working on the studio's first ever standalone multiplayer game. And how do we know that? Because they did not announce it. Well, the wonderful world of job applications. Uh, Naughty Dog currently has a job opening where they literally say, come join the team as we are creating our first standalone multiplayer game ever. So it kind of gives away where they're going. Uh, I do believe the reports that Uncharted 5 is in development. Naughty Dog is a big enough studio to work on two games at once. So I truly believe there is a dedicated single player team and a dedicated multiplayer team. The problem is that tells me that Last of Us 3 is seven years minimum away. And also in that meantime, the only big title I'm going to play is the next Uncharted because this multiplayer game, I don't care what it is, unless they do a Twisted Metal revival, uh, which isn't even a Naughty Dog franchise, uh, I think we're in some deep shit here because I just don't care about multiplayer games. Yeah, I, I'm probably right there with you. I don't care about the multiplayer. Obviously, I agree with you. Uncharted 5, that's going to be a must-buy. I, I I think we could get a, a Last of Us 3 in under seven years. It took seven for the second one, though. And I know from your mistakes and I know that COVID probably had a little bit to do with that, but COVID was March and the game dropped in June. So I really, I I don't think it had too much to do with it, Uh, man. And you're, you're now doing it for next gen hardware. So like they haven't made a game on PS5 yet. I can see like 2026. That's five years, man. Like I, I get it. We're, we're far away here. That would be like six years. Probably, you know, end of 2022, beginning of 2023. Yeah. You know, and to wait six years for a Last of Us game, I get yeah, it. Just, the revenue coming in, they, 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 there's no way they can. I don't think they could do another seven or eight years like well, that. Now, well, the, well, the Last of Us, but you know, the Last of Us filled that seven years with the Left Behind DLC. There was one. There was also the remaster on PS4 to give that game life. And we heard about the PS5 version of the Last of Us. So maybe there's three games in development at Naughty Dog right now because I would imagine they're handling that and not outsourcing that port. Because it might be a true PS5 version. So I, I really don't know, plus the show. I mean, we could get the last of a show for the next few years to help us get through to the next game. There's also that sure. caveat. They might sure. not be worried about the next game because they have this HBO show to worry about. So if I had my guess, I think this will be Factions, which is the last of us in that universe. It's a very popular multiplayer game that came with the first game. They might break that off. 
I don't think free to play or anything like that. I think it'll be, a, you know, you're paying your $40, yeah. $50 for it, and it'll be a multiplayer-only Last of Us Factions game. That's my huh. guess. Interesting. But I don't think we're going to see that title for at least a year. So I will probably forget this guess by the time it happens. Xbox had a pre-E3 briefing and dropped a pretty big piece of news. They, and I'm paraphrasing, so do not like quote me on it. And there could be, you know, I could be slightly off base, but what Microsoft said they want to do is they want to add xCloud, which is their streaming service of games to smart TVs and add it into the TV itself as a built in app. So you can just download the app right onto your TV, boom, pick it up, play your, pick up your controller and just like Stadia, start playing games right on your smart TV, your Roku's, your Amazon Fire wow, Sticks. That's they impressive. Want, they want to get into that world of playing their shit, but not on their console. Basically, just getting you into that ecosystem, which would oh, be... They want to take over. Which would be pretty ginormous. Uh, so that to me, thank goodness again that that's not at E3, because that would have wasted valuable time on the stage. But that's a pretty big announcement if in three years i can turn on my tv download an xbox app open it and just start streaming games right on the tv yeah that's, it's it's great it's so crazy to think how far we come just from the games that we played to now to be able to possibly play on an app on your tv that that that's that's amazing and in like 4k <laughs> i i kind of by then we're going to be on 8k right you're not wrong and so like i think uh, the games have to support that, but your your point is is valid. To think that we were only thirty five years ago, eight bit Super Mario Brothers was the biggest oh game in the world. Oh my god! Is that kind of crazy no, to it, think? It's mind blowing. Which is why I even go, go back to see the images from uh, Goldeneye from N sixty four. It's like holy shit! And that was ninety six. That was twenty one year, twenty five years ago. So like, how crazy is this? I always say this to anybody and uh, you know I think a lot of people say it too is that their age of growing up was always the golden age of growing up but I would if I could have my pick of any decade to grow up in any it would be the 90s because we had advancements in video games from 8 bit to 16 bit to 64 bit all in the same decade to 2D to 3D oh, I, right? I would I wouldn't change a thing 1999 introduced HD so like we have you know what I mean? The PlayStation, like, oh, we had the PlayStation, the N64, the Super Nintendo, all in the same general, like, all in the same time. It was the Genesis. It was a wild time. The Jaguar, the Saturn, and we got to grow up with skateboarding being a, a cultural phenomenon and all these cool things. The fucking fashion choices we made in the 90s that I still unfortunately make today. It just, it was a cool decade. And I'm really glad we, we got to grow up. And I'm glad that's the decade we met in, by the way. Same. It, it's same. It, it was it was a cool moment in time for sure. Yeah. So uh, I, I, to think how far we've come, like you're right, in such a short amount of time is, is mind blowing. Xbox also committed to releasing at least one first party game every quarter. And on top of that, they also committed to that that would come to Game Pass. So that's a it's pretty big shoes to fill. You you delay a game, that's going to be rough. There, there, I was just saying, there are some big words there. I was like, you're you're to, to say that out loud, like you're sticking to it. Like, okay, that could lead careful. that could that could lead to some problems if a game's not quite ready and you mm -hmm. force it out because of this. Now, the easy thing to do is just say, man, fuck it, we gotta we gotta delay it, and you're getting it for Game Pass, so kind of suck it up. But it's a pretty big commitment. Now, with that, I think there's a little, you know, 
they could count like a little indie game as long as they published it. I know they said first party, so it's a little different than second party, but you know, let's, let's not forget the breadth and scope of what first party titles. I mean, they have like 24 studios they've acquired now. Like they got people pumping out shit. So like it's, they've a ton and those games are finally starting to come. So, you know, Xbox is going to try and make it self relevant again. It's just a shame that, you know, they're doing it from the third place seat right now. And, yeah. You know, I would love them to be on par with Nintendo and, and PlayStation. They just got to bring the game. So Sunday is a pretty big make or break for me in terms of the future of Xbox. I hate them, Greg. Oh, I do. I just don't want to get over overhyped because you know how easily I can do that. Let's move oh, yeah. into yeah. Let's move into movies. Uh, we got a couple sequels sp- slash spinoffs announced, and excited to talk about those. The first one is Cruella. Cruella is already getting a sequel. I'm. I'm I'm shocked. I I I didn't see this coming. I I, I should have, assuming that you know P- she is well liked and well known. And our our buddy of the show, panel underscore surfer, buddy Ross, he saw what he said he saw with his wife, and he said he really enjoyed it. But he did say he's like Sam. I usually like everything. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, okay, he so. likes he likes this show. So like he kind of really yeah, loves very, it. Very, very <laughs> true. Very true. So I was like, okay, I appreciate the honesty. I was like, I'm I'm still gonna stay clear. But I mean, hey, if you guys liked it, that that's that's good to hear. Uh, I, I haven't heard like terrible things. I just heard it was extremely mediocre, which is fine. Like, I don't think that movie needed to be Disney's magnum opus. It's a pretty fucked up premise and pretty terrible. And yeah. somebody who kills and hates dogs is like the star. So like it didn't need to be, you know, the next great Disney classic. It just needed to be okay. I think that's what it is. And it did just that. If you're going to get a sequel, it's like, all right. And I'm sure when Disney drops the $30 bullshit on premier access, I'll watch it with Ash. We'll watch it together. You know, maybe, I don't know. I'm definitely not a component for that. I I am not down to pay a fee and then pay an additional 30 to watch a movie. Like it's, I'm good in a month or two. You'll, you'll release it for free because I I watch you already do it and it it works just fine. Except for Amazon prime because technically we do that. I, I mean, I purchase movies digitally. I know you don't. Um, you're yeah, I'm, you know me. I usually like that Blu-ray in hand. But technically, you're paying Amazon Prime for fast shipping and buying movies on there. Technically, if so facto. But yeah, it's completely different. Uh, <laughs> a quiet <laughs> place. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll agree and disagree. Okay, you're cool. paying money to, to pay more money. A uh, quiet place spinoff is coming. But in 2023, a little bit of, of confusion if this was a quiet place three or a spinoff. It has been since confirmed, I believe confirmed, uh, that it is will it will be a spinoff. Um, okay. And, and, and just uh, I only saw the first one. So um, no one's out now, by the way. Yeah, well, knowing what I know about the first one, I'm kind of glad that the third one will be a spinoff. Like, I am going to see the second one. Um, I, the cast, Killian Murphy's in it. Um, you know, they say basically the same cast as the first movie. But uh, okay, like I, I, I guess I'm in. I mean, I'm assuming I'm going to like the second one. It got good reviews. Um, I mean, that's all I really can say. Yeah, I, I, did, I didn't like the first one enough to see the second one. So. Oh really? You didn't like it that much? Wow. We talked. I mean, we talked about that. I hated the bridge scene. And I thought it was a little underwhelming. And you know, I obviously there's characters in there that I you know would like to see more of that we won't. Yeah. So it's just there. There's not really a real big. I, mean, actually, I, I guess that's like you know with Krell. It's like okay, it's not. My, I'm I'm yeah. good to skip it. You know, you're eventually going to watch it for free. Okay. So you know, Ashley Ashley has not brought it up to watch it. Like oh, she's not I'm once sure. said like, I, hey, Ashley don't like. Uh, well, I guess she can't. Because it's only in theaters and she can't go to a theater right now. So I guess maybe she's just not saying. Well, you she, could pay the 30 on top. For 
Quiet Place? They can. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about Cor- Yeah, no, no, Quiet Place. I'm talking about now. She uh, hasn't mentioned it, or she hasn't mentioned either one. So we just we did just watch Raya and the Lost Dragon. Um, oh, I still got to see that one. It just it just came to the free Disney Plus piece that you don't have to pay for it anymore. I got to watch it. So, I already know it's going to be a, a pick of the week of mine because the trailer looks beautiful. It was it was pretty badass. So yeah, I would definitely want to watch that. Helena calls it New Dragon because it's yep. a new movie about a dragon. So <laughs> she, she calls it New Dragon. Uh, Christina Ricci has been cast in The Matrix 4, which continues to make castings, even though the movie like should have already been out by now. Yeah, well, I, I'm like I, I thought they were already done filming. I, I don't could know be just doing reshoots with yeah with reshoots or maybe which is they, not a good sign by the way. Or if she already shot, they just found out that she was actually in it because she wasn't spotted on set. Like I, I, I don't know, but I mean, okay, you know, Chris, she's she's been around for a little bit. So Casper okay. the Ghost, Wednesday Adams, she's an icon. Christina Ricci, yeah, you know, she's 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 been around for a while, so it's like, okay, you know, I, I let me see what she's got. You know, anybody over thirty, Sam, has been around for a while. Like, you know, maybe we, she'll be Keanu's sister. We don't we've, know. We've been around for a while, you know. Huh. It, it, it seems like a lifetime. It's, it's been, it's been, <laughs> I've, yeah, it's been. Exactly. I, uh, 33 rotations around this world for fuck's sake. God bless you. Back nine has never been so apparent. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky, this, this one, this one is, is awesome, especially for you because I know like you were geeked about this one and rightfully so. Rocky four is getting a 4K director's cut, and I even believe it's coming back to theaters. Oh, it, it is. It is. Thank, thankfully. Because, again, I, I've known about this for a while. I, I follow Sloan on IG. I know that he's been cutting this up behind the scenes for the past, I, I believe, over a year. So I believe kind of right around once COVID started, I believe he kind of tinkered with the idea. Because um, I know that the Rocky Four was only an hour and a half. Super short movie. So I know he's here. He said he's going to put in more of the of the boxing scenes. There was a couple little moments. He, he even said he's like, it's kind of funny. I'm thinking about it. Why, why didn't we include that in the movie? And he, and he said, I'm thinking they wanted it under a certain time. So that's probably why it just got cut. So he April 6th, he finished it. It's going to be in theaters November 11th. It's just crazy to me that I think the real big news here is the actual theatrical run, not the fact that the director's cut exists, but like that it's going back to theaters is a pretty cool thing when you have, you know, Creed and, and everything. Um, like that it came out in 85. Yeah, before us. Yeah. Feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like, so like the, the budget for this movie was $28 million, and at the box office, they made a smidge over $300 million. Well, I, and just to backtrack a second here. I know that like the Rocky movies, a lot of them have been re-released in theaters, especially leading up to Balboa and stuff. Had you ever gone to the theater for any of those? Have you ever seen Rocky Four in theaters before? Or is this going to be your first time? I've I've never seen Rocky Four in theaters. Obviously, I've seen like Rocky Balboa and all the you know the Creeds. I've seen all of them in theaters, but no, this I and this is a movie. It's it's my favorite one. In the series. I love Rocky Four since yeah. since a kid. I I don't know why. Like the, like Dolph Lundgren like, as a kid, he kind of scared me. Like he was just. This Russian yeah. guy just took steroids. I was like, "Oh God, he, he look what he did to Apollo!" Like, you it know, is, like, so, it is the best Rocky movie for sure. Know, the training montage. I, I mean, you know, this, yeah, this was written by, starring, directed by Stallone. Like, he he did it all. So, like, I, I'm I really want to see his cut. Yeah, to add more boxing scenes, to add you know a better training well, montage. Well, anything again? Maybe there was more. Maybe there's an, another couple. Of, again, I, if it's two hours, I'm here for it. Damn, that would be a lot of added. You know, stuff. more Carl Weathers back in the day. You know, come on, Burt Young. I'm you're here for in, it. You're getting into Zack Snyder territory if you want to add half an hour 
Jesus. Are they going to get a black on, and white two, version? Two, two gonna, hours is nothing. Rocky is, is nothing. Rocky is gray. You're going to get that black and white version of Rocky 4 too? That'd be cool. If they released it, I'd watch it. The Munsters are getting a revival from Rob Zombie. I pray. I just pray this is not like a horror take on the Munsters. And it's a comedic, good, good old-fashioned Munsters movie. Yeah, it's, it's kind of same. I'm right there with you. But this kind of seems like more up his alley. I know kind of all he's been known for is horror. So hopefully, like you said, it's not all horror. You get throw some comedy in here. A little horror. Okay, I, I can see that. But let, let, let's keep it fun a little bit, Rob. Did you... Uh, watch the monsters growing up at all? Yeah, I, know I watched them a little bit. I'm not gonna just say here I'm their biggest fan, but here and yeah. there I did watch them. It, it was, it is, and was my absolute favorite black and white sitcommy kind of show. Um, I would watch it on Nick at Night all the time. And of any of those old school shows you could revive, this is my one. I just hope because Zombies attached to the project that he, like I said, it, that he doesn't turn into an actual like Hard horror movie. take yeah, on no, it, exactly, which would just be the worst. I just want. You know, Lily, Lily, Lily. I just think that would be great. Uh, I'm super interested who uh, who the casting will be, especially the grandfather, Um, because they got a million amazing like older actors right now. That you know, Harrison fucking Ford can do. He's eighty. Seeing him on set, oh my god, (laughs) Jesus God, I I can't believe they're even moving forward with this movie. He's going to be on the damn Walker. (laughs) <laughs> well, Jesus that could be what Christ. it is. A, a diamond encrusted walker. Uh, that's what he's trying to find. So, yeah, this is something I'm excited for. I will wait to see a trailer so I understand the tone of that it's going for. If it's going for the old school, because I would like to see Rob Zombie kind of expand his horizons. So, like, if it goes for that tone of like the, it's it's a good old fashioned comedic monsters movie that's just monsters living in a world full of people, I'd be all in, and I mean all in. Um, I wonder if it'll be black and white or in color. That is something I definitely interested in. And maybe that, there's your release for both. That would yeah, that would be cool. The director's the zombie cut. It's in color. There you go. Black and white. That'd be cool. Per the LA Times, that Blue Beetle film we had reported on about a month or two ago will actually skip theaters and go right to HBO Max. I think this is a great idea. Blue Beetle is not the the biggest known DC character. Um, I, I like them depending what version they kind of stick with and and what kind of characters they have with him because like i said before him and booster gold could be great um i I think this is great as long as it's you know as long as you get it you know with the hbo max you're good to go this news you will and this news is telling to me this news tells me that that warner brothers is happy with the decision they made at least up to this point of the same day theatrical hbo maxes because they're seeing enough people driven to the service. It might not be the killer that Disney Plus is or that you know Netflix is. Well, and but well, but they're te- it tells me that the triple A movie, the Batman from Matt Reeves, all that stuff, will go to theaters. But those double A kind of smaller budget movies that will have its kind of cult audience and cult following to drive subs and stuff like that, plus all the people like me and you who are bigger into it that that will just naturally just watch it anyway. It's a smart play to continue to put those films on HBO Max to just drive that interest of we're charging you 10 bucks, we're charging you 15 bucks. I know that we need original content. We need reasons for you to come back. We're not going to go triple A on you. This isn't going to be a $300 million movie, but to go right to, to, to skip theaters, I think it's smart. It also avoids the bomb. It can't bomb now. Yeah. No, it, agreed. And it, it, it kind of creates that multiverse. We already have the CW. We have the movies. The Maxverse. 
type Man, deal. We, we have the max. Like, why not do this? Why not? Now, this is where you go down the list. Where's that night that Nightwing movie that we've been right. that we heard about years ago? Let's yeah. start hitting these other characters. You want to say the Justice Batwoman League or Batgirl, whatever? Yeah, I think we're, we're getting that Batgirl, movie. Like, Zatanna like, could go there. Get Zatanna. Get get you know maybe Dead Man's coming. Bring back Swamp Thing. Bring Etrigan. Where's John Constantine? Because the, the the CW shows they're wrapping up. Maybe bring him because he is freaking perfect as John Constantine. They have they, the the possibilities are endless. What they could do with the Con- DC universe on D- HBO Max. Kind of, you're. I think yeah, like that that whole DC universe app that that you that you had. Let's call that what it is for a couple of years there. I think all of those shows kind of migrating to Max does give it like a Max universe. That makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, I I said a minute ago it avoids the bomb. It avoids the flop. Obviously, it could still flop. We know that if there's not enough people watching it, it would not. But we don't know. We won't know the box office numbers. And that's what a lot of most like that's what most people look towards. Most people don't look up how many streams does this movie have. It's not what people do, at least the normies. So I just think it's a good thing. If it sucks, well, then they just bury it on the back page of HBO Max, never to be seen again. But if it's good, they got another hit on their hands that could drive subs. And that, to me, is the idea. Make something good enough to take over Twitter for a day to drive subs to your service. Because a lot of people, once they sign up, they just forget about it and they just stay. Like It's it's actually a pain in the balls to cancel your subscription. So (laughs) it's not a bad... Let me just get a new card. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's just not a bad strategy. So I'm, I'm in on that. And plus it makes people like me who absolutely would have skipped this in theaters a thousand times over. I will watch it day one now. So that's, that's another thing to drive people to the service. The Farrelly brothers are making another Kingpin movie. Kingpin getting a sequel. I'd rather die. Yeah. Talking, you know, talking movies, getting sequels or getting remakes. Um, I, I don't even know how they're going to do this. I, I know Woody's in it. Like, what are you going to do about Randy Quaid? You going to get his brother? You know, or Dennis? Or yeah, Dennis? That's what I'm saying. Or are you just going to have Woody and Bill Murray in this? Again, I haven't seen this movie in, in probably 10, 15 years. I mean, it came out in '96. Yeah, twenty five years ago. Oh, twenty five years ago. Well, we know Greg doesn't like this movie, but I don't like Kingpin at all. Now I, I understand that it's a. And it's, just, and it's a sports comedy, so I think you you might like it. But I, I just don't. I never laughed once. It's a cult classic. I understand yeah. it's got a very very cult audience. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a part of that cult, my friend. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's okay. Just I. Wow, you're going there of all movies to make. Okay. <laughs> yeah. An uh, anime. This is this is just this is a crazy story that dropped right right at the beginning of Summer Game Fest. So I was like, God damn it! Uh, an anime Lord of the Rings film titled "The Lord of the Rings: The War for Rohirrim Rohirrim R O H I R R I M." You guys figure it out. It's in the works at Warner Brothers. It will be about Helm's Deep and will be released theatrically. Take my money, day one watch. I, I I've been waiting to dive back in Lord of the Rings and talk, and it, you said it's going. You said it's Helm's Deep. Yeah, Helm's Deep. Oh God! Again, I I watched all Lord of the Rings movie in theaters. I watched all three of the Hobbit in theaters. You can give me more anime, give me more live action. I am all here for it. I still wish they they switched it and the Lord of the Rings was released after. I think that could have been a way bigger pop, but that's okay. I'll, I'll, this is great news. If one of our listeners could DM me how to say that word, just the phonetical sound. I wish I could tell you, my friend. I'll come back and get it right. But Raharam. <laughs> it's it's something I got a piece of chicken skin in my throat. 
<laughs> Everybody, Ephraim, the. No, I won't go there. Let's move into the TV section where I know this first story is a very exciting for you, Sam. Shadow and Bone has been renewed for a second season at Netflix. Oh, thank Christ. It, it, it's always, you know, you always get nervous. You watch that 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 first season on Netflix, you know, you, you know it's in limbo. You don't know if it got signed or not. And finally, they, the whole kind of, the cast kind of did a little video and said, you know, we'll see you in season two. Thankfully, I didn't waste, you know, this, this time watching the show. I don't think I'm going to go back and read the books or anything like that, but I'm glad to see that this you know show can keep going. And and they they said season two that's where it's going to get it's it's going to get really good. So it's like okay, sophomore year people, it's usually the make or break season. So I want to see what they got. Well, to Netflix, the make or break season, season one, they cancel so much shit. I know, man. Season. <laughs> oh, I just looked at Sean Levy, executive producer. Man, this guy, another busy guy in Hollywood, got his hands in a little bit of everything. Yeah, Netflix got that fuck you money though. Like if they don't like something, they're like, nah, you know, we tried. <laughs> What's a hundred million dollars? Like they're literally just throwing, just throwing darts at a board. Right, whatever sticks, let's stick with it. Yeah, I would be. You know, like I'm interested to see if Sweet Tooth would get renewed based on some of the critical receptions. So. I I think it will. Just because everyone loves Jeff Lemire as a writer, and you know, having you know Downey back, yeah, I, I think that's 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 pretty strong. Without me seeing the ending, I don't know if it sets up for a season two. So I didn't see a second yet, and I'm already telling you it's probably going to get signed for season two. We, I, but wouldn't you have thought Jupiter's Legacy would have based on the ending? Yeah, and but the- you don't have Downey back, who got paid like 150 for like one Avengers movie. So <laughs> if anything, he could just pay for it himself. Netflix also gave a release window, and this one's exciting for Sam as well, for the Cowboy Bebop live action series. That's coming this year fall 2021 with the original composer now you got some decisions to make when it comes to your show of the year oh this is again this movie got delayed because uh john cho he got injured on set it was very serious it took a month to you know to you know do physical therapy it's good to see that you know the cast it's done it is ready they said it's this year i don't think they didn't give us no date or nothing but no just fall and just knowing that you had the guy who created one of the best scores probably you know i would in anime for me it's definitely it should be in everyone's top three if you're a big anime fan but i i can't believe they got him on board to to do the soundtrack for the for this this live action show i i can't wait yeah, 10 episodes starting in 2021. Netflix does the thing where they release them all at once. So it will be eligible, at least for me, for my show of the year, because I tend, I tend to not do shows that bleed into the following year, unless there's only like one or two episodes left. Uh, but this is exciting because I've tried Cowboy Bebop in the past and it was good. Um, I want to try to get back into it again around the time the show's going to go because this is a show I really want to watch live action yeah I, w- I will definitely rewatch the show before before the show because it's only i think like 26 episodes and you have uh, one animated movie yeah some some sneaky news i picked this news up on my own i'm actually the one who's kind of breaking this shit i'm putting two and two together here um not really uh the mandalorian season three might not happen this year and i based that report off of the news that they might not even be filming until 2022 which means we could get a year plus off in between seasons of the Mandalorian. And that with the bad batch, not being great, that might slow down some of the momentum this show has. It'll pick right back up, but that's rough because I was expecting a season three late this year, but no, it, it kind of makes sense. So is he's filming last of us right now, isn't he? John Favreau. Oh, you're talking about Pedro Pascal. Yeah. I, yeah, but I don't, like the the second season came out in what November, meaning he was done shooting that in probably April. 
you're telling me that they didn't go back to set between April and April. Like that's a long time. I, you know, I don't know. So that you're going to wait a year to I mean, even start filming. And yeah, now he's got scheduling conflicts with the last of us. But like, I I'm pro- I'm, I'm probably okay with that. If, if that's the case, maybe we'll get Boba Fett or something like that before the man, just something to hold us over. We'll get Obi-Wan maybe. Yeah. So again, and that's, that's plenty to keep the star Wars hype train alive. It's just a shame because if it doesn't start filming until early 2022, that's at least six, seven months away. We're probably at October. It's just, that's, that's a long time. Dude, Greg, at at this point, there's so much stuff out. Like I I, I'm good. I am okay. A year and a half from now. Would you say the same thing? We we will find out. It's two years between seasons. Like that's, that's tough. You know, episode 302 and we pod sam's still fine <laughs> uh well 302 would only put us a year from now so ain't that what you just said from a year from now and i just took a guess two two years oh, two, two years between okay. seasons so 352 that's yeah. that's what episode we're going to give our next mandalorian impressions 352 <laughs> that puts a lot into perspective we're at 240 right now so it's crazy uh, all right. Letter Kenny season 10 and 11 have begun shooting. That's cool. We knew that was renewed. It's a great show. Season nine was awesome. Uh, but the bigger news here is that it's so big and Sam loves hearing this. It's so big and so popular and so amazing. It's getting a spinoff around its best cat. Well, second best character besides Wayne, who also is played by Wayne Shorzy. Anybody who watches letter Kenny knows how amazing this news is. Sam, you are completely clueless. As to who Shorzy is, so re- so real quick. So you think this show? Do you think it should have been canceled, or do you agree with season ten and eleven? Um, I'm cool with it. They only do like six or seven episode seasons, so it doesn't. It never kind of wears out its welcome. Okay, uh, that's fair. I, I'm cool with it. I think this show is kind of nearing its rope right now. I mean, like it's only has like 60, 65 episodes. Once this is going to be done, like I said, really short seasons. Um, and season nine was great. But I can see it kind of starting to slow down now. Now with Shorzy being a spinoff, I'm telling you, Shorzy is the funniest character on the show besides the main character, Wayne. He's the funniest character. You never see his face. So I don't know how the hell they're going to do this if you finally see Shorzy's face. But just like, I can't, I cannot explain. You just got a YouTube Shorzy compilation. You'll laugh your ass off and you'll understand why he's getting a spinoff. Letterkenny fans right now are all rejoicing simultaneously. And I'm one of them. I cannot wait. Uh, But the last story, and arguably one of the biggest, and it just dropped today, as a matter of fact, as we're recording this, Masters of the Universe Revelations got a release date. That would be July 23rd of this year. And it got a teaser trailer. I'm calling it now. This will be Kevin Smith's best work he's ever done. Just, Just from that trailer alone, just how it looked, the voice acting, everyone that's involved. I, I am already a fan of the show. 10 episodes. So we can know again. I'd imagine they're going to be around that 25, 30 minute mark. So probably get a good five hours of content here. So they're uh, only going to do like five episodes at first. And then, you know, in six yeah. months, five episodes. Ah, oh, man. Two part fivers, Chris Wood, Diedrich Bader, uh, Liam Cunningham from game of Thrones. Um, so yeah, we are going to rock and roll with this show, but the animation of this show looked oh so spectacular. It it, it it was absolutely beautiful. And, and side note, also they are doing a tie-in comic or a prequel comic series that will come out July seventh. Nice. Oh, good. Just a nice two weeks before the. Sh- that's great. It's enough time. 
Cool. That's really nice. Oh, well, shit, we're... That's great. Again, like once I saw it, it was it's all I saw on Twitter. It's all I saw on IG. Again, it, it's been it, it seems like it's been forever since we've gotten a, a new He-Man show. Like, I think it's been enough time. It, it's sad enough. Like, OK, t- take my money. I'm going to binge the shit out of this. Thank you, Netflix. And the teaser itself was good. So oh, it, was it, it hit. It hit. And I, I was I was nervous with you know the voice of you know h- how Chris Wood was going to do his He Man and from what he did he, he kind of surprised me I I didn't know if he was going to hit it and he did pretty good uh, the main the main line that He Man is known for yeah he did well with that I thought it was going to sound Heartful. not great he he did act, it sounded pretty good compared to the original voice actor same so I, I, that's why I'm like you know what okay I, I'm I, that's important to me and and Skeletor and I, I just can't wait to see the, these characters again and this like I'm looking at the cast right now Greg you know every single actor and actress in this show yeah what what restored my faith in humanity with this was when they fixed uh scorpions get over here in the mortal Kombat movie from the trailer version to the final in the final it sounds totally different so even if this was a little off with he-man they have time to, to correct in post so this this was good it hit well the animation like i said stunningly gorgeous it's a show i'm gonna try out i'm, I'm you know i can't promise i'm gonna be a you know into it but oh, he, I'm he gonna try it out. his co-host from the podcast mark bernard is one of the writers in the show so that, that's kind of cool he but he hired he literally hired all his friends that's awesome. Yeah. We got, listen, we had a, a jam-packed episode tonight. Let's kind of end it off in a wonderful, beautiful space. Sam, hit us with your TCG, CGC, TGC, TCG. Your CGC, TCG. So this is the last CGC card that I have graded right now. Um, I have two different packages that have been sitting at cgc's warehouse for the last month they have still not been received i'm a little upset they also have one of my comics dom them bastards i'm i'm praying they get to it soon i digress sorry greg take it i have two psa cards they are two Yu-Gi-Oh cards i can i'll do them next until hopefully i get something back from wada hopefully i get something back from cgc so there's definitely games and comics and cards that i i'm expecting back but for for now for the last cgc card i have Probably my favorite card I have in my collection right now is my Dragonite First Edition Fossil Hollow from 1999. I have it in a CGC. It's a near mint mint 8. The centering, they gave it a 9. The surface is 7.5. Corners got an 8. And the edges also got an 8. And when I set it in, I had a guess around a 7.8. So it's good to see that I did get that 8. It's probably... The best card out of the fossil set. I'm trying to think like what it got. Jolteon, Aerodactyl, but I would say Dragonite would be is my favorite. So to get this, I already had people already slid into DMs, Greg, for like, hey, is that is that one for sale? I was like, no, 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 Dragonite, the one that's going to stay in the PC, little personal collection. Always liked him from the show. The animated card, the Hollow looks great. There's really not too many scratches at all in the Hollow because you know back in the day people people battled. There's still no CGC set. Uh, census yet for the cards yet so i just pulled up the uh, psa pop report what they have there's a total of 2249 total graded copies of dragonite there's actually 210 10s out there first edition that's 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 pretty that's that's tough right there you have a thousand ninety nine nines 502 eights 211 sevens 135 sixes and it goes all the way down to one so it was like one was like three and two there's five so it's just good to know, like, it doesn't have the Charizard numbers where I think that's probably 
10,000, if, if not more. Dragonite is one of my favorite Pokemon from back in the day. I just, again, just from the game, just him being one of the, the OG Pokemon, hardest to get. What do they call him? The pseudo legendary? Yes. Yeah, because on the card, it doesn't say, it just says he's a dragon Pokemon. Yes, they, they generally do like one pseudo legendary every generation, maybe like at one line. It's basically, basically, a pseudo legendary is the Pokemon is powerful. It has a base stat total like the legendaries, but it's technically not a legendary Pokemon. That's all. Yeah. Rare, um, elusive, and strong. Like them all. Garchomp, Dragonite. I think Tyranitar. Yeah, no, I I believe he is also. He was that for... Gen 2. Gen 2? Yeah, Gen 2. Gen 2, yeah. So, again, Dragonite first edition. I, I don't think I'll I'll let this go from the PC. Just to have this in the 8, that's kind of like my... That's like that, that perfect grade I want to have. You know what I mean? So, just, just, just I'm just looking at the hollow. I'm just looking at like a, a, a total nerd. But, yeah, this is Dragonite first edition. From Fossil. Gen 2, also a type of penguin. Just a random trivia fact for you. <laughs> Everybody, that was episode 240. Everybody, we're a little tired. A little wired. And now I got to go edit. So everybody, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We got two dropping next week, episode 241, and our bonus episode thoughts on the E3 press conferences. We're basically going to do it like this. We're going to give Microsoft's recap. We're going to give Nintendo's recap. And instead of doing Ubisoft and Square Enix, we're just going to lump that into one other. So we're going to give a lot of reactions and recaps next week for E3. If you want all the news in one place, just stick with us. We'll give it to you next Friday. Cannot wait to do those episodes. But until then, we hope you enjoyed this one. We'll see you next week for episode 240 and the bonus. Adios, turd nuggets.